This is the Medical Minutes Podcast on the All Indiana Podcast Network, your source for the latest news, updates, information, and more from the world of health and medicine. Now, here's Wish TV's medical reporter, Dr. Mary Gillis. From Wish TV, I'm medical reporter Dr. Mary Gillis, and this is Medical Minutes on the All Indiana Podcast Network. According to the CDC, an estimated 6 million children between the ages of 13 and 17 have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Children with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, or ADHD, may have trouble paying attention, controlling their behaviors, or be overly active. In this week's episode, I spoke with Indianapolis-based behavioral pediatrician and founder of Teach Me ADHD, Dr. Narissa Bauer, about how parents can help their children with ADHD live up to their full potential. Our conversation is next. Okay, so let's start with um, better sleep to boot, uh, boost attention and focus. So a couple things. Tell me about how uh, a kid with ADHD, why is sleep extra important to them? Oh, goodness. This is such a great question. I think sleep in general is is a good thing for everybody because it is a biologic need. But when we don't get enough sleep, it affects our concentration, our mood, and behavior. And so when you think about it, kids who have ADHD, we already know that they struggle with attention, focus, and emotions, mood. So anything that we can do to set up the child for success for the day That's one self-care strategy that I often like to talk with parents when we first start down this journey of how to help kids with ADHD is to focus on sleep, healthy eating, physical activity. Those are important healthy habits that we can begin to get kids to tune in and to realize how they feel after they get a good night's sleep and what they can do about it to make sure they're getting a good night's sleep. What, what makes for uh, a good night's sleep? I mean, how do we prepare for bed? What do we do when we wake up in the morning? Um, what happens if they wake up in the middle of the night? Uh, let, let's talk about that. Of course. So kids, like school-age kids, they need at least nine to 12 hours of sleep at night. And there's not just the number of hours, but the quality of the sleep too. So let's first talk about like, how do we get our kids to get buy-in, right? To, to, to go to sleep. Oftentimes I hear parents say, I tell them to go to sleep and they just won't go to sleep. They don't want to go to sleep and it's a fight. So I often will tell families that first of all, when we ask our child to do something, it always helps when you can give them the why right? Everybody wants to know why they're having to do something. And so I like to describe and teach kids about their brain. And I tell them that sleep is important for a lot of different reasons. Number one is it helps our brain do the things that it needs to do. So like after learning um, all day long, the brain uses that time to file away all those things we learned from memory so that we can retrieve it when we need it later. It's like cleaning up your room, right? And instead of having things all over the place, your brain will know where uh, things are and it just consolidates that memory. Number two is, is that, you know, if you've ever had a problem during the day and then you wake up and you're like, aha, 
I know what to do now, right? During sleep, your brain is working through all the problems that you've had or experienced during the daytime. So again, that's why we need to give that brain some time to do that. Thirdly, the brain, while um, you're sleeping, it's creating some of those neurochemicals that we need to communicate and, and you know, eat, the organs communicate to each other, right? And, and so it replenishes its daily amount of neurochemicals. And so it's really important because those neurochemicals will help us stay focused and in control. Um, so again, when, when we talk to kids about the importance, we have to give them the why, but then we also have to incorporate it into a routine. So that way we also give our brain cues that, oh, it's time to wind down during the day. So that's why pediatricians are big on talking to families about what do you do for a routine? You know, after dinner, do you go upstairs, take a bath, you know, change into your pajamas, brush your teeth, get in bed, read a book with your parent before lights out. It's that same consistency and regularity. So that way, again, we're cueing our brains, we're slowing down, taking away everyday distractions and letting our bodies settle, right? And then once they get to sleep, um, you know, hopefully these kids are staying asleep and that's a whole other discussion. But after, you know, getting a good night's sleep, we want our kids to wake up refreshed and ready to go, right? And would you recommend also we have a uh, go-to sleep uh, routine, but also kind of a wake-up routine? Yes, absolutely. Kids thrive on routine. And I think we all do. I think if the pandemic has sh shed light on anything, we all like to know what to expect, right? We just feel better when we know what to expect. And for kids, it's so much more important to have routines. So again, like when they wake up, what do we do? What do we do to get out and get things done for the day so it's not rushed and we're not getting in fights or arguments, you know? You know, we've got to hurry, meet the bus, or I can't be late for work, right? What That's can that lead to? What can that lead to if there's sort of chaos? Like, yes. uh, <laughs> you know, did you brush your teeth or, you, you know, you have to, uh, I don't know, change your clothes or where's your lunch or so these things, I mean, that could really throw someone into a uh, kid into a tizzy. Oh, and the parent too, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we all want to start our day off on the right foot. We want to go to school and work uh, in good spirits. But when you start off the day and it's really harried, everybody's like rushing around. So again, it's important for kids to have a morning routine. Um, oftentimes kids with ADHD, they do better with routine, but also when things are visual. So we work on building visual schedules so that the parent doesn't necessarily have to keep saying things over and over again, because that can get frustrating super fast. Right. But so you're talking we, about something that is written. It's like, it's time for this. It's time for that. Okay. Yes. Yes. And, and depending on the child's age, like a checklist or something. So that way the parent can come up with, Hey, Johnny, remember, look, look, what's next, what's next here. Right. So then they can just sort of do that and show you and feel pride that they, they remember that step. But, you know, kids with ADHD, they often have distractibility issues at short attention spans. So depending on that age of the child, the parent may have to stand close to the child, but we want our child to go through those motions and get that list done. So that way we can get out the door. Okay. And then, um, what, if, let's talk about, um, gosh, breakfast. <laughs> okay. Let's yes. talk about getting, um, starting the day and, and having breakfast. And I know nutrition is important for, uh, gosh, all of us, but yeah, someone who has 80, a, a child who has ADHD, yes. what do they need? Well, so it's really important. You know, you think about after you sleep, um, we need to fuel our bodies, but also our brains. And again, 
when I'm teaching kids about their brains, they need to understand that what they put in also has to fuel that brain. And we need that brain power to get through school, right? To concentrate, to focus, to learn. So it's really important after sleeping that we start the day off with a healthy protein. Um, that can be like an egg. It could be a peanut butter, it could be granola, all of those different things, but you want to have a good breakfast. I oftentimes hear that kids aren't hungry. They, they are just too rushed in the morning. They don't really have a time to eat well, but we want to start with a good protein because if it's all carbs, then we get that sugar rush where, you know, we're filling our bodies, but then we have that drop in blood sugar. So we want to make sure that we start the day off with a protein. So to allow for a more steady state there. And then also to, um, we can get good um, protein and fats from fish and avocado, but I don't know about you, but many kids, oftentimes school-age kids, especially they don't like fish mm-hmm. <laughs> or they don't eat enough of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the reason that we promote that is because it has things called omega-3 and omega-6, mm-hmm. which is really important for maintaining our brain health. Um, our brains are 60% fat and we have to replenish the stores of that. So again, our, our brain cells can have the appropriate um, sheath and all of that to signal well and work well. And so um, I've even started recommending if kids are not eating uh, a healthy amount of fish or avocado, those types of things that we can get those omega-3s and 6 is something called Equizin Pro. There's other supplements out there too, but I like this um, because it's a jelly chew. And so a lot, t- a lot of times kids can't swallow and this actually tastes really good. It's like a little gummy, okay. but there's no added sugar too. Um, but the key here is that it doesn't matter if it's uh, this product or anything else. They, I always tell parents to look for uh, EPA and DHA on the, on the label. And the important thing to remember is that EPA should be two and a half to three times the DHA. Mm-hmm. So Pro already has that ratio built in, but again, sometimes texture is important too. So um, trying to find the right supplements as well. Okay. So we uh, have better sleep tips for our health and we have um, really important starting the day and also just overall healthy diet for a child with ADHD. Anything else uh, that you want to add that's particularly important in terms of the health space for some, for a child, parents with um a child with ADHD. Yes. And before we leave that, I would like to say, I have this whole thing here of colors of the rainbow. I oftentimes will teach kids that it's important um, to also consider eating at least five servings of fresh fruits and vegetables a day that are colors of the rainbow, right? And so that's because these fresh foods um, have different nutrients that our brain needs to be um, functioning optimally. And again, what we put in our bodies fuels our brains. So um, we need to do what we can to, to, to set up ourselves for success. Um, I would love to just let everybody know that October is ADHD Awareness Month. And it is really important that, um, first of all, if you have any concerns about whether or not your child might have ADHD, to talk to your child's pediatrician. Start there. Because oftentimes there's a lot of misconception about what ADHD is and what it isn't and what treatments are appropriate. And so I would urge all families, if you're concerned or have questions about it, always talk to your child's pediatrician start there. However, when child a child comes to me, a lot of kids with ADHD, they oftentimes get in trouble for a lot of different things because they're impulsive, they forget to turn in homework, you know, they're always daydreaming, they're forgetting things, they're 
kind of messy and disorganized. Um, and so they internalize a lot of that. And it's really important to really point out to kids what they're doing well, right? Um, and to not forget about those strengths as well, because we want kids to know that, okay, while you struggle with certain areas of your life, there are other things that you're doing really well too. And the things that you're needing help on, we can work on that together with my, your doctor and with the teachers and together as a family. So there is hope and there's help out there because we're all working on things too. Um, but ADHD really can be a superpower. You know, kids with ADHD can hyper-focus on things they love, right? And so sometimes parents are like, I didn't think it was ADHD because like they can pay attention to their Minecraft or reading. They get lost for hours on that. And, and yes, that's true. We can hyper-focus on things that our brain is really tuned into. But the problem with ADHD is either when kids are asked to do something that's boring, complicated, or shifting from something they're doing, and then having to do something else. That's where problems arise. So ADHD really is a problem of regulation of attention, impulses, and emotion. And so I really encourage parents when they learn and hear about ADHD, and if your child gets that diagnosis, to do what you can to educate yourselves about what it is, because it can look different um, depending on the severity of symptoms and how it's affecting the family, but it does affect everybody. And so it's really important to know that there are lots of kids out there with ADHD. It can be a superpower, but we've got to help train the, our kids' brains so that way we can work with it and acknowledge that we're all a work in progress, but we can have fun at the same time. This has been Medical Minutes from Wish TV. I'm medical reporter Dr. Mary Gillis. Be sure to follow and subscribe to this podcast and check out new updates every week. You can also learn more at wishtv.com and when you follow Wish TV on Facebook. This is the Medical Minutes podcast with Wish TV's Dr. Mary Gillis. Be informed and stay connected for the latest news and information when you like, subscribe, and follow this podcast and discover even more from the All Indiana Podcast Network now at allindianapodcast.com.